would not be difficult, my dear. Nuclear reactors could... I'm sorry, Mr. President. Nuclear reactors could provide power almost indefinitely. The greenhouses could maintain plant life. Animals could be bred and slaughtered. Now I have become the destroyer of worlds. T-minus one minute. Put on your gun. Observers without goggles must face away from the blast. One plane, one bomb, one city. 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 Fallout from atomic explosion. Every nuclear or thermonuclear bomb throws into the air a large cloud of radioactive particles. These man-made radioisotopes remain aloft for very periods of time, but most of them eventually return to Earth. It is this return which is known as fallout. This is the Atomic Shawman Sweat Lodge. He's got a PhD. Uh, oh, I need to increase my font size. Lack of convenience or font size in my case. In Big Dick Energy. So you're not going to get the protein from ingesting it, and you're going to increase your chance of cancer. It's just going to disease you and make you malnourished. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. No, I can bang your cousin, but you can't. Give it up for Professor Beard Juice. Let's just say I'm gay and I'm sucking Klaus's dick. Van comes along and he's like, why don't you listen to some share while you're at it? I'll be like, oh shit, you're right, I wasn't gay enough. But uh, that, that, that's the basics. Are there any questions moving uh, into this? Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. And I don't have the address for this, and I don't know where my glasses are. So it's down there. It's like in the main area. She has dank memes and weed. I really need to please my lotion. It's making the best sound effects. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. I need to, like, look at dick or something. Well, I'm trying to get my mind into the gutter so I can stop thinking. <laughs> Girl, here you gotta suck the head. Oh, She's These motherfuckers are fucking vampires. Like, 
and then just like making shows, showing us exactly. We just go away for like 15 years. We leave our camp. They come back. We take over. We kill you. Bah. He's the resident sound hound. Big dick on campus over here. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Yeah, peace, love, man. Forgiveness. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. Yeah, where all the white women at? Yeah. The button pusher van rolling ton. It's like a graph Ooh. where, like, the more crazy she is, oh the hotter she'll be, mm. and the better in bed she'll be. The graphics guru of digital visuals. Now I'm saying she's not a schizo, but I just think her MK Ultra train just wasn't effective. He puts the ask in aesthetics. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. The tribal chief himself. Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites. Klaus Newhouse. Hey yo, the devil planted fear inside the black babies. Dead meat placed on the shelves. We eat cold cuts. Fast from the hog, y'all, and grow up. Swine merchant, your time is near at hand. Message to the feds. Special guests. He has 33 apocalyptic prophecies. When I was 17 years old, I actually spoke to my first spirit. He's well-traveled on the other side. I was actually in a, a gay nightclub called Fantasies. QAnon shakes in fear at the very mention of his name. There will be an Antichrist, but there are many Antichrists, and there are many things that are Antichrist. Rejoice and tremble, it's Elevay. QAnon, to the shock of many of what I'm about to say, is Antichrist. How can you say that? It preaches God and Great Awakening and blah, 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 blah. She's bitchy. Public announcement. Pay your child support on time. She's witchy. I have come to accept my bruja power. And can get a little lit tea. So when you're drunk and on drugs. Your friendly neighborhood bruja, Mala M. I could, st I, I could stretch. But there's so many things people don't understand with masturbating. There's nothing wrong with people masturbating. It's body fluids all over the place. It's time to get your affairs in order and make your peace. The end is near. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. That was one hell of an intro, man. Sorry. I think we lost half the crowd during the pre-roll because they were like, what the hell's going on? And we got up to 50. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're in the pre-roll. We'll just give it a couple of minutes and we'll be live. <laughs> but, uh... So uh, you got some uh, poll data, Beer Juice. I always got the poll data. All right. So let's see how it's looking. Uh, we want to go chronological order, reverse chronological order. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> let's see here. So let's start it. Dealing with demonic entities. How do you deal with demonic entities? 27%. I rebuke them. 18%. I get a priest. 18%. I put them to work. 18%. I cast Smite, and 18%, I burn Sage. Like, I'm all about that. Right? I'd be putting them to work. I'm like, that's free labor right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to pay taxes or anything, right? Dude, right? Oh. Let's see. Big 
Bigfoot cock. Why cover up the existence of Bigfoot? 18%. It would prove the Bible right. 27%. People would hunt it. 18%. It would rewrite history. 18%. It doesn't exist. And 18%. It could be weaponized. Uh And so you got a big kick out of that. No pun intended. (laughs) Tweaker green text. Have you met a schizo that later appears in your dreams? 33% yes I have. 33% no I have it. 33% I am the schizo. Yeah, I got some remarks that people thought that story was very scary. Hmm. I'm like, well, what I really wonder these days if, because we get the sea schizos paraded around online for for fucking money, like how many people have actually met a genuine schizophrenic? I've met one. That was I diagnosed. Have never again. I see them every day. <laughs> <laughs> they pay you the big bucks for, right? Yeah, they're paying the big bucks. Let's see. Dealing with demonic entities. How do you deal with demonic entities? 27% said, wait, I already did this this one. one. I'm a retard. Hold on. (laughs) There's the one I'm looking for. Let's see. Mexican elves. Would you like working with Mexican elves? 20%. Only if they come here legally. 20%. Yes. I hear they are hard workers. 20%. No. They'll suppress our wages. 20%. I don't think we have a choice. 20%. At least they aren't duendes. Wait. (laughs) Didn't I read that last one? That was the last one I read? I'm like, I'm taking off from where I left off, aren't I? Yeah. Either way, that was a fun one. Yeah, and that, and that story, the guys were claiming that this tattoo shop in Mexico had uh, elves in it because uh, interactions. Yeah, it was like um, they brought a cat in and they found like the cat's trees being lined up in weird orders and trails the cats like food being led around. And everybody was like, what the hell's going on? And someone told them it was like a Mayan type of elf. Coincidence? I think not. Well, I'm just disappointed you can't put them to work. I'm like, if it's at night, you know, like, you can't have customers around to tattoo them for free. I feel, I feel like elves work hard enough as it is. Say, Narabar, you ever notice how high elves make up 2% of the population, yet own 90% of the banks in every mine? Oh, it's so true, though. <laughs> We're Skyrim posting. Just saying. Is, is that it with the poll data? That's all we got was this. this yeah, I, I didn't have enough time to put out more videos, but I'll I'll try to make that up. Ah, it's all right. Well, I can make up my own polls next time. Where do the the crowd lie to you it. about things <laughs> for fun? Yeah, because I think even Bill Gates had a book saying how to lie using uh, what was it called? Not percentages. Statistics. Yeah, that it's that's it. Oh, I used to work in market research. It's so fun to lie with statistics. I. I I'll save stories for another time. Yeah, so so our first mugshotty was uh, arrested 
or operating a motor vehicle while impaired, but they don't say what she was impaired with. So, audience, do we get a pass or a smash on this one? Ooh. Oh, she's cute. Um, just impaired? Yeah, yeah, it's nothing major. She's uh, She sounds harmless for the most part. Unless you're on the uh, road. I'll, I'll smash. I'm going to smash. Eh, yeah, I'll smash. Oh, wow. You seem pretty, uh, pretty on the fence about that. No, thanks. Okay. It's the ginger thing. It's kind of like the soulless eyes and everything. I thought she was blonde. Maybe the colors. Is that what that is? I thought she was blonde. I guess she's like a half ginger. Is that a strawberry? With someone I worked with. Ah. And then we tried to look up the shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, like, the gene results uh, in uh, thicker hair growth, uh, not necessarily um, uh, uh, anything other than lighter colorization, lighter colorization of whatever its base color is. I'm not going to keep getting into it. But we established that she is a half ginger. That's right! So, so the next one is Mugshotty number two, and uh, she got very popular on social media. So uh, she was arrested for the possession of... <laughs> A machine gun, possession of firearm silencer, possession of controlled substance with intent uh, to distribute. Now, there was controversy over this because there were claims that she has generated by AI because she couldn't possibly be this perfect. What? Why not? She's I the, mean... She's the like the nightmare of the ATF, so of course she's perfect. Yeah, I mean, machine gun... I'm not hearing anything that she deserves to be arrested for. I'm, I'm Unless it's smash. stealing my heart. <laughs> oh, smash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hell, yeah. it's a no-brainer. 10 out of 10. Very talented. Yeah, they are very talented. Okay, let's She deserves on. a medal. That's what she... So, this is Mugshotty number three. She was... Arrested for underage alcohol sales to a monitor. So she uh, sold a drink to an undercover cop using an ID that they were saying they were 20 years old at the bar that she worked at. Well, clearly the undercover cop was older than 21. That's why she served him. And I don't think she did a crime. You know, I think she was just yeah, set up because yeah. the cops had nothing better to do. She's perfect. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say. nothing wrong. She's not a criminal. Uh, I uh. think... Seven out of ten, chat. You're right now. I'm seven out of ten. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kinda. Like, yeah, especially just being arrested for fucking doing her job, basically. Yeah, why not? I- I'll-, I'll go with that. She got them pouty eyes. I thought it was called the come hither eyes. Oh, come hither. <laughs> I, I will come all hither your face. <laughs> Like, yes. <laughs> so Mugshot number four was arrested for sexual assault in the second degree, enticing a minor by computer, and the risk of injury to a minor. So a high school faculty member busted for sending illicit photos and videos to a student and even picked him up at a party to engage in sexual oh, acts. Fuck. Now I know there's some people that say if it was a a male teacher doing the opposite, there would be a lot of backlash, but... uh, I'm confused. To entice a minor, don't you have to be enticing two minors? I don't know. She doesn't look bad. I mean... Well, I'm just saying, like, if I was in high school, this would not be my go-to. 
She's, she's turning boys into men. Oh. Oh. And <laughs> hey, we know turning boys to men makes good music here. Yeah. Good music? What? You said good music. Yeah, great music. Sorry, I understated it. Boys to men? No, I, I don't yeah. like that band, but. Uh... Brandy, you turn boys to men, right? Um, it's a part of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right First, we're all about Brandy Club. We don't talk about Brandy Club. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna say, smash, but only while Boys to Men is playing. That's my oh, official answer. No. Literally, <laughs> so, mug number five was arrested for four counts of possession by a firearm by a convicted villain, possession of a controlled substance, resisting arrest, discharging a firearm where others may be endangered. So, the backstory is she's a sex worker from the Bunny Ranch brothel in Nevada. Reportedly what? fired shots after an argument with a fellow employee and proceeded to hide in the back room, resulting in a standoff with the police SWAT and nobody was injured. Uh, I know where that is. That's that's near Carson City, Nevada, but no, I did not yeah. uh, visit that location. It's in Pahrump, no? I, I thought it was like right outside of Carson City. Is it? I, yeah, more than one. I mean, maybe because there's more the than one. I feel like I would be because that's in the top the one next to the Mustang Ranch, and the Mustang Ranch is, is right outside Carson? of Reno. Yes, it is. Carson City is closer to Reno, no? Uh, it's it's in... like probably between uh, uh, well, it's like south of Sparks. Well, not one of the municipalities I'm... that both like to fucking fight over. This is Vegas. This is Reno because they all want each other. Yeah, to... they're not too far from each other. Yeah, well, no, because Pahrump is all the way to Vegas. And Reno is really far from Vegas. Yeah, this is closer to Vegas. I mean, uh, Reno than it is Vegas. So maybe that's right. it. It more than one ranch. Maybe there's a franchise. I don't know. It's, it's well, been a while it's... since I lived in Nevada. Well, women women don't know directions. So yeah, sorry, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Why you should focus more on two slices of bread, peanut butter, and jelly. But, uh, I'm not. I'm not into this one. Even though her arrest sounds very uh, hilarious. Well, I just feel like I'm in the wrong if I say pass because she works at a bunny ranch. I don't think you know they raise bunnies there. What you, you know, I'm like, if, if people are paying for it, then am I in the minority if I say pass? Yeah, yeah. Am I crazy? No, because most people aren't paying for it. Oh, Otherwise, shit. it probably wouldn't be there. Was that what the guns were for? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. So, uh, Mugshotty number six was arrested for a DUI. Um, Going to pound town. (laughs) Her lashes are fake, but yeah, I think I would smash. Yeah, I'm with that. I I, I am about that. That's a... I wish we could see more than just their face. Yeah, they should have pulled the camera back a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, just something. hourglass. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So we've got Mugshotty number seven. She was arrested for possession of cocaine. Ooh. She probably works a night job. You know, I don't don't think she really did anything wrong. What's wrong with cocaine? You know how many great songs there are about it? I think cocaine deserves a medal of honor. 
I think they should legalize it for recreational use. Bring it back to cola. Oh man, yeah, Coca it awesome. it in, no, um, what's it called? Oregon. I don't know. Her, her I, think, I think they have recreational like, heroin in Oregon now. They did. Do they? they? Oh, they did. They, they don't do. anymore? No, they do. They did. They did they that. Like, the injection sites and, yeah. I think psilocybin, too. And, um, yeah, everything. And um, also the suicide. So come up here with your drugs and we'll help you kill yourself. Yeah, so this one I think's from England. She was uh, arrested for violent disorder. They said she kicked officers through wood at him during a riot in Bristol. Through wood? Never! (laughs) I'm I'm not to the piercings, man, but. Yeah, the septum stuff and the the philtrum, no. Um, Get rid of those and it's a yes. Yeah, I, I mean, on my end. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so we're we're down to the final mug shotty. She's got to be like oh, under five. You think she's shorter? Yeah, she looks she looks a little short. It's the chin. That's how okay. I get it. I like this one. So she was driving while intoxicated, but I'm looking at her and I'm thinking. She could probably cook up some good arroz con pollo or some good, like, carniqui salad. Right? So I'm, I'm going to smash on that one. I I saw that one. That was exactly what I was thinking, too, that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, yes. Extra yes with some yes on top. And if she had a good man, she would have been driving home drunk, you know. Cause, uh, That's right. He, he, he would have been driving for dinner. her, you know. That's too. This is this is the ten out of tenest one here. <laughs> so our, I guess we'll be moving on to uh, current events now. So, California-based law firm has accused the Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, uh, Rudenbeck Election Services, and a slew of other election officials, mayors, judges, city councilmen, county supervisors, and state of receiving bribes from the Sinaloa cartel. During a Thursday hearing before the Senate Elections and Municipal Oversight Elections Joint Committee, the principal investigator for Harris-Taylor Law Corporation, Jacqueline Barrett, were presented their shocking findings detailing how money laundering investigation to the Midwest revealed alleged uh, corruption in Arizona. So they were saying that uh, there were numerous real estate agents, escrow companies, and title insurers that had been indicted, charged, and convicted for racketeering in 2014. And their offices were asked to review the case files to determine whether or not the money came from a direct property purchase in Arizona, specifically Maricopa and Pima County. So the Sinaloa cartel is notorious for their uh, former leader, El Chapo Guzman, who was arrested. And speaking of bribes, you can show your support to the show by purchasing a T-shirt by going to tpublic forward slash Atomic Shaman Trading Post. Or you can make a donation to streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 forward slash tip or buy me a coffee forward slash Atomic Shaman. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so uh, a billionaire financier and investor was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at his office in New York City on Thursday. Thomas H. Lee was uh, confirmed yes. dead. The statement released that for his family, uh, he was 78. So police responded to Lee's office at uh, 767 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan around 1110 a.m. It was firm that Thomas H. Lee Capital LLC was uh, located on the sixth floor of the building. 
A Harvard graduate, he had a net worth of $2 billion at the time of his death, according to Forbes magazine. The financier struck gold in his career by acquiring mid-sized companies, restoring the wealth, and selling for wild profits. And his technique and success at the time was described as the envy of Wall Street. So his leveraged uh, buyout deals for legendary in the 1990s, pioneering financial transactions, allowed his company in some instances to produce more than 30-fold gains in a matter of years. Ooh. And it doesn't say if he had two gunshots to the back of his head, but... Uh, he is the first of the three Arkansides that we've had in the past week. Ah, yes. So here's the second one. So there were five scientists on their way to Palestine, Ohio, to investigate the environmental damage done. And they all died in a plane crash after flying out of Hillary Clinton Airport in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's right. And then he died. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm glad you used that one because that was just perfect. <laughs> so here's like the hat trick they did for the week. So the, the third one was another Clinton and Epstein connection found dead by hanging from a tree with two shotgun blasts to the chest, and it was ruled out a suicide. The murder weapon was missing, and the family does not want an investigation and claimed it was a suicide. Fatality. Oh. I'm just wondering who will be next. To kill me, how is it going to be? <laughs> I think that clip is what got us popped on our Slavic spirituality episode when they flagged us for suicide. That <laughs> I think I think that's what got us in trouble. I, I like I, I thought along about what popped us. So uh, the Saudis are building a golden cube called the Mukab, and it goes beyond the appearance of black cubes in Saturn worship. It's going to have something that appears to be the recreation of the Tower of Babel inside. And I, I think in all the dimensions. That a bad idea. I don't know, but it's going to be bigger than the Kaaba, and I think this is going to be in Riyadh instead of Mecca. But it looks pretty crazy, like all the money they're pouring into this large building. Oh, somebody listening to the show? Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. All I know is, uh... You hear that? The show? Oh. Is it just the idea of recreating the Tower of Babel a bad idea in general? Yeah, that's... I don't know why they're doing something that we should have learned from. So, uh, Corey O'Keefe tried to perform CPR as paramedics raced to the scene while Jesper Krauss lay in the pool of his own blood and whispered rooster softly. And then his eyes closed and his body slumped. Meanwhile, in the chicken coop, a cocky Brahma rooster scratched in about a trail of red dirt leading to the house. It sounds like the scene of a B-rated horror film where these events of a grisly death happened in Bellislow, Ireland. So Cross's daughter said that killing her father wasn't the rooster's first act of violence either. It also attacked her daughter. The rooster apparently attacked his leg and nicked an artery, causing him to bleed to death before paramedics arrived to save him. The coroner recorded the death as a misadventure and a dreadful event for the family. Oddly enough, in February 2021, there was another story of a rooster killing its owner with a knife. But I don't have <laughs> details of that. <laughs> I mean, I've heard some crazy rooster stories, but that, that one takes the cake. Uh, it's definitely a killer cock. And so on his social media accounts, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador shared a picture that he claimed uh, depicted Alus, uh, a mythical woodland elf of ancient folklore offering proof of the mischief of Mayan spirits' existence. So taken at night, 
The blurry photo shows an unclear creature perched in a tree with bright white eyes and either long hair or a headdress gazing down at the camera. The president suggested that the creature bore resemblance to a sculpture from an archaeological site in the Yucatan Peninsula. Now, according to the president, the photograph was taken three days prior by an engineer at the construction site of Tren Maya, a new railway line that will connect the ancient Mayan sites and tourist destinations. However, the original uh, source of the photo remains unknown. Strange. Hmm. I always thought that was strange. And so, um, we got another story that was a bit of a cataclysmic event. So, a New Jersey woman and a dozen of her feline friends are dead after she allegedly burned down the house they had been living in to avoid being evicted by the landlord who was trying to force her out in order to sell the property. The blaze quickly spread to the attached unit, and while the occupants were able to escape, their possessions were engulfed in flames. Uh, a New Jersey woman, uh, police, uh, was it uh, Lawrence Peel, said the report showed the woman whose identity had not been revealed had turned on the gas to the residency prior to the ignition, and her actions didn't come unannounced. The neighbors were warned that she was threatening to blow up the house in response to being evicted and quickly evacuated the scene. Uh, they were quoted as saying that they knocked on the door this morning and thank God it was a pretty loud knock because she was threatening us with a bomb or to bomb the house that ended up with a fire. So this is like a quiet little town, she added, and that's why they moved there. But uh, this is something that's rocking the town right now. Wow. Now, now Emma Quackenbush, who lived in the adjoining unit, told the NBC News that the home of the 22 years had been uh, rendered unlivable and lamented the loss of her possessions. And... Uh, Mayor uh, Peggy Malkin said the woman had been living at the home for at least 10 years. She had many cats, like so many cats that it took a collection of cats to get to the point where a cat house was built on the property just for the cats, according to the woman who was also a pet sitter taking care of animals in and around the neighborhood. Hmm. <laughs> That's right from the Simpsons. I do wonder what that would have sounded like the, for the fact that she blew up the fucking house. <laughs> I feel bad for the cats. I mean... So so to get things in the spirit of the show, Beer Juice, have, you've got a list of famous celebrities that are members of the Satanic Church? Or the Church, the of, Satan Church of Satan specifically. I'm like, it's really hard to uh, affirm any of these because you can go on any forum or thread and people will just blab and blab all day about who they think is. And then finding out who is is a whole other story. Um, so it's taking more time than it should to kind of confirm anyone. But, but uh, I got a handful of them. Um... Let's see, and like, where do we want to start here? You know, like the big famous one that I think most people know that know anything about it is Sammy Davis Jr. Um, yeah, uh, later in his career, after he had lost his eye and everything else, uh, he'd he'd uh, been introduced by his barber of all people to a party uh, for the Church of Satan, uh, and he went. And I guess he had a good enough time to join him. Uh, and for several years, he stuck with it. Uh, he also left after several years because uh, he had decided, like, uh, I, the only re I have no details of why other than the only recollection the dude gives is that a party went wrong. And by party, 
it sounds like orgy from the details. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I want to know how an orgy goes wrong. If you're Sammy Davis Jr., because maybe shit. he maybe he almost lost his other eye at the orgy. <laughs> oh man, I'm like one of the other famous ones, which is like um, simultaneously is well, even though he's not a saint worshiper, is um uh, or anything like that is Marilyn Manson. Um, uh, he met Peter Gilmore uh, as a member of the Church of Satan at a music panel professionally and um got to talking to each other got along swimmingly and later on anton levey uh requested to meet with him uh and they got along great so apparently he's he's friendly with with levey um and levey turned around and gave him an honorary uh gifted him an honorary priesthood and gave him a minister's identification card of the church of satan um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Marilyn Manson talks about, uh, his Christianity and his autobiography and other things, so... Yeah, so I actually read his autobiography many years ago, and he talked mm -hmm. about how he grew up Episcopalian, so that's like, uh, Catholic light. Yeah, before, which brings you know, us... In Ohio, before moving to Florida, and then I think between, I think, American, uh, was it Portrait of American Dream and Antichrist Superstars when he met Anton LaVey. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I'm, uh, yeah, so I guess, um, which which brings us to, like, how do you simultaneously be one and the other? Because Sammy Davis Jr. was also Jewish. It's important to know that the Church of Satan is not um, exercising the belief that Satan exists. They're um, anti-theist. I don't know that I would describe them atheist. Are, are we getting like... that right, AJ? EJ? Uh, what exactly? Uh, the, the, the how the Church of Satan sees themselves. Yes, um, it, it really depends who you add. Some people in the church they usually just use Satan as a a symbol, really. Correct. Um, but they, you know, like there are people that if you take like the Satanic Temple for instance, they're pretty much just atheists and they do what they do just to kind of thumb their nose at society, at in Christians and stuff like that. Um, but the Church of Satan, yeah, and Anton right. LaVey himself went back and forth with, does he believe in an actual devil? Is it symbolic? He actually has gone back and forth with that. Yeah, I'm going to say the whole uh, Lathean ethos revolves around placing yourself at the center of the universe without a God and um, uh, growing as a person from there. And it's pro-humanitarian and other things. Um, but I guess in the biblical sense, at least if you're asking a Christian or Catholic, uh, because their whole growth of tenets rely on an antithetical position to God, they are ethically satanic, right? Technically, uh, yeah. Any anybody, but you know, anybody that doesn't follow um, strict Christianity would would essentially right. be any you know in league with Satan. Yeah, which which brings us to conflicts with other religions too, but. But yes, that is how you get a guy that's simultaneously Jewish and part of the Church of Satan, like Sammy Davis Jr. Or Episcopalian, like Marilyn Manson, and simultaneously a member of the Church of Satan. Um, mm -hmm. because, because the matter of pairing it with your religion is entirely up to you. They just take an antithetical approach to, to um, 
I guess presenting themselves for shock and awe sake, I guess. I don't I don't really understand why other than attention or commanding attention. Uh, uh well yeah. I'm sorry, I was gonna say Satanism it, it's it it draws a very unfortunately it draws a very marginal community, psychologically marginal community. Right. So Ichi, uh, uh you weren't always a Satanist. You were once a devout Catholic? Yeah, I, I was actually um and and studied in the in the Catholic Church for a while, um and the Order of Saint Benedict and I actually uh studied diabolic possession and exorcism. And um and while most people when when seeing a possessed person would, would freak out, I, I guess I was kind of drawn by the power mm-hmm. and the knowledge that that the individuals had, you know. Um because it was something real, it was something tangible to hang on to. They they weren't spewing bullshit. They were talking. They had real information that they couldn't possibly know. Um, so I found that uh, there was there was a certain appeal to that as well. You know, um, yeah. You, Jesus, you were talking about celebrities in the church. Saying Jane Mansfield. I don't know. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Yep. I didn't know if you oh, had yeah, that. Yeah, in the yeah, list. You could have gone ahead and jumped <laughs> in. <laughs> For people that don't know who that is, that's the mother of um, uh, our famous actress from Law and Order. Um, that's probably how most people know her now. Uh, but she used to be a pinful, uh, Playboy Playmate, all the other stuff. Famous actress. Uh, you got um, Mark Almond, the, as in the Soft Cell band member. Yeah, I'm Soft like, Cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, they had some singles. Um, you got uh, Keith. Keith Anger, uh, the filmmaker. You got some professional wrestlers. You got uh, Kevin Sullivan, James Mitchell, and Balls Mahoney. Uh. Um, yeah, and they're all certified members. Um, yeah, you're gonna say, and you also have Boyce Rice, or uh, do people say non or N O N? All caps. They just say non. The the musician, yeah. Who introduced Mark Allman to the Church of Satan? And that's kind of what I have for the uh, affirmable ones that I could find actual um, them telling people that they are. It seems like there's probably a whole shit ton of people, but getting them to say they are is a whole nother story. I'm like, and you probably know even more than that. Yeah, a, a lot of people like to to just um, claim it as a title just to be kind of spooky. You know, they don't really know anything about Satan per se, but they'll they'll you know become a card carrying member of the Church of Satan just so they can say it. It's like it's like bumping into like a fifteen year old girl with purple hair that says she's a high priestess of a coven at like fifteen. Yep. You, you know. It's people that just do it for the the shock factor and know nothing about what they're caught up into, you know, or nothing about what the what it means. Yep, yep. I'm like, and that's what I'm seeing a lot of. It's hard to know who really is, who's affirmable, as it were, as a member mm-hmm. of the Church of Satan. And these are the ones that I've been able to, like, you know, referencing everything I can on the internet, affirm. Because uh, I could just keep, I could name hundreds, but then again, everyone's like, oh, Chelsea Clinton, and I'm like, sure. And she's part of the Illuminati. And she's part of, like, 20 different other goddamn conspiracy theories. And I've never heard the lady say it once. 
like, okay, moving on, you know, that's just, which is mostly where I found myself trying to do any real research on this. Yeah, if you look to Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, he I, I spoke I, I was friends with Stanton LeVay, who just passed away December nineteenth of last year. He's uh, Anton's grandson. And um we there there are two conflicting Stanton says that Richard Ramirez never attended service at the Church of Satan at the Black House in San Francisco and that um you know uh, Ramirez used to walk back and forth to and fro in front of the, the black house. And a Anton himself actually uh, spoke to him and said, you know, who are you? And he just said, I've always wanted to, you know, I'm just, my name is Ricky. I've always wanted to meet you. And, and, and Anton LeVay said, well, now you have, so you can go, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and, then, and then, then there was another story of, if you read the biography uh, the uh, of Richard Ramirez, but I think it's Philip Carlo was the author. He actually says that Ramirez got into one of the services, which is very plausible. It got into one of the services and actually was at a satanic mass. Um, but yeah, the Church of Satan itself is usually quick to disavow Ramirez. Yeah, and I saw that a lot with a whole bunch of stuff too. I'm like, like, uh, like the Manson connection. Um, I'm not sure what the hell to read into it because I get conflicting stories. Oh, I no, he was he was involved, definitely. In fact, he was actually good friends with Stanton. Yeah, I'm going to say, and Lenin, for that matter. Um, Like, there's just, just a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know which ones to pick if we want to talk about them. I guess whichever ones entertain you the most because even people are like Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm like, no, he's just some crazy guy that ate people. Yeah, and it, that that Netflix series on Dahmer, by the way, if you they, they I I had to dig for this because I never heard him associated with Satanism or the Church of Satan, and they showed a Satanic Bible in the Netflix uh, series, and I was like, wait a second, I never heard of anything like that, and Me I couldn't either. find I couldn't find any connection to it at all. Yeah, because yeah, I heard uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents are even suing Netflix over the betrayal of their son. Oh, all right. I was going to say, because then the other one that comes to mind during the satanic panic with the son of Sam, I'm like, what's his dude? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, everyone associates uh, the son of Sam with being satanic, but I, as far as I can tell, he has no direct ties to the Church of Satan. If you, if you, the when you go digging, if you go digging into like the son of Sam Berkowitz and, and whatnot, and, and if you go digging into Anton LaVey for that matter, there, it, you can tell that there's something there as far as the greater cabal. Okay. Um, and you can tell that Anton knew a lot more than he let on. You, you can read between the lines of a lot of, of, what, he, of what he wrote. Um, so I definitely think there's, um, while I, I personally despise satanic panic, uh, there is some legitimacy to some people's fears. In that sense, you know, um, even as a as a Satanist myself, I've run into some pretty fucked up people. Um, you know, uh, in my Satanism series that I did, I talked about one and I, I bought a, a Lucifer statue from somebody who was part of uh, one of the Satanic churches that I won't mention. And uh, they sent it to me and they, along with the the package, I opened up the, the statue because it was beautiful. I wanted the statue mm -hmm. and uh, a book kind of there was a book and a bag of marbles I'm like what the fuck is this so i look at the book and it was like a, a like an independently published there was no isbn etc i'm like what is this and it was a book on how to how to cook human meat 
What? And cannibalism. Yeah, it was a cookbook. It was a cannibalism cookbook, essentially. And it was like privately put together. And, and, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so then, so I played dumb. And I take the was bag of mock. How to cook humans? What's that? How to cook human food. Yeah. No, I said, was it called How to Serve Humans? I think that's Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't the Twilight, yeah, it's like How to Serve Man is a Twilight Zone episode. With the I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, no, I don't, I don't remember what it was called. Um, I, and I, I just tossed it. Um, well, but I, he sent a bag of marbles, and so I, I was, you know, kind of responded to him because I bought it on eBay. And, and I said, um, hey, what are the marbles for? You know, and he said, oh, oh, nothing, just thought you'd like them. Once he realized that I wasn't kind of into whatever the, the fuck he was selling. And, uh right. I had to do some digging, and I guess marbles are used in some kind of poaching of human meat. That's uh, weird. So, f- so for all I know, he could have given me used marbles. Does that make oh, sense? I'm that's like, horrible. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea. I, I just like. Bleh, you He's know. just getting rid of his evidence and giving it to someone who bought the statue. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, that's pretty smart, right there. Okay, kind of based. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying, you know, you know. That or he's just trying to be an edge lord. I'm like, oh, I can no. think of several culinary uses for marvels, but yeah, maybe they just crust in the stock and like beat them upside the head to like poach them. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the kind of story you're describing is exactly the sort of problem I have trying to do any research on this shit. Is like right. what you mostly find is rogue wackadoos trying to be edge lords instead of anyone right. organizing anything. Or able even to articulate what they actually believe. And then when you find people that try to, they have no actual understanding of the um, biblical perspective of the world. Or or even just the perspective from the Torah or the Quran. So they just start saying shit that's entirely indicative of popular culture. Instead of Mm -hmm. any understanding of the world. Because they don't even fucking know what angels are. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or devils, for that matter, or jinn, or you know, what, ed, any of the distinctions that matter in regards to the supernatural, I suppose. But I don't know. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I wish I could give you a shit ton more celebrities, bro. But I'm well, running I, short I today. I did a quick search, real quick. It came up with Sammy Davis Jr., um, Liberace, Susan Atkins, you know, Manson family. Um, yeah, Liberace uh, was friends with LeVay, but I don't think he was a card-carrying member. I couldn't I find it. anything on him being one. Uh, what do you say? That's the thing. That's that's what I keep running into every time. associated with him and his secrecy about it. So. Yeah. So. Well, because you have, you have a very similar problem when you start looking at other things in history, too. Like... For all those of us that like um, uh, Crowley, it's hard to find people that were actually members of the Hermetic Seal, even though a million people seem to fucking know the guy and what what, what it was all about. I could quickly sort these thoughts out in my head. Like, sometimes I often get LeVay and um, Crowley, like, confused with who is associated with what because my brain just puts them all in the same basket. But one of them... Um, was friends with Jack Parsons, who lived up here in like the Hollywood, like Hillsish area, and also um, L. Ron Hubbard, <laughs> and they all were like roommating together. But I, I think it might be Levay. 
Yeah, I don't think that was. I think that was before or way after Crowley's time. So. Yeah, I think so too. So EJ, uh, can you tell us about the demonically possessed people that you encountered? Um, um, the, the two in particular. I mean, there's. I think we personally encounter demonically possessed or in, certainly demonically influenced people daily. Um, but these two individuals were were specifically possessed. Uh, one was uh, a male in his early twenties. Um, I I had we had went to a uh, kind of a, I don't you don't want a rectory, but a, there was a chapel next door. I, I should say a chapel in the next room, a home chapel in the next room, and it had a had a Eucharist in there. And in the Catholic Church, a Eucharist is the body of Christ, the physical presence of Jesus, and um, when in the room next door, he kind of, you know, flipped out, was like, what's in the next room? What's in the next? He kept obsessing about the next room. And then before uh, laying down to sleep that night, he had mentioned that he had to put the dragon to sleep. And and, uh, and by doing that, he went into another room that he didn't know there was a statue of St. Michael in there and put the, put the statue on its face and put like a chain over it, like a necklace. Um and then he said he could sleep better with with, with the statue like that. Um, so there, there's this stuff like that, you know, the d- displaying of you know knowledge of something he sh- didn't shouldn't know that there was a Eucharist in the next room. Um, you know, knowledge of a statue of Saint Michael in another room. Um, and then there was a girl in uh, a 17 year old girl in a hospital uh, in Boston where I was working as a patrol officer. And uh, she came in with a complaint that witches from hell were telling her to stab herself. And so people like that go right to what in the hospital was called the yellow zone. That's psychiatric. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she had two uh, people, two, bro- two of her brothers were interpreting for her, were translating for her to the nurses and the doctors. Oh, she and wasn't English speaking or she, she wasn't? No, she did, she did not speak English. And so... Um, and then they told me to secure the room. Um, and so when I went to secure the room, you know, in, in that time I was still in the, the Catholic Church. And so it got my attention. Um, and so I was in the room and I started, while I was securing the room, I started in my head praying the Our Father. And she was sedated. And she jumped up from sedation and in perfect English said, cut it out. Stop that. And I'm like, well, stop watching. She's like, you know what you're doing. And at that time, at that time too, I'd always carried my Bible with me in a, in a, in a uh, bag and I had it behind the nurse's station. And she said, stop that. You know what you're doing. She goes, you think you know God? She's like, go get your Bible from behind the desk. She's like, I'll show you God. I know the Bible chapter and verse. And so at that point, I knew I wasn't talking to her. You know, I was talking to whatever was inside her. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I bet you could, you know, and, and. Uh, she's like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. You fucking... And she started screaming, and then a bunch of uh, officers came in and had to restrain her again. And then the next day at the at our shift change, at our briefing, um, they mentioned her because they put her in the psych ward that night, and they mentioned that she had broke free of her bonds. And we're talking those those brown yeah. cushion straps in a psych ward. She broke yeah. free of those and, and ripped the mattress in half with her bare hands. Um, Holy fuck. So yeah. at that point, I'm like, you know this. this I'd girl love to see the camera footage of that. You know, yeah. and I'm like, this girl needs a priest. She doesn't need the medication. You know, but oftentimes people think that that mental illness precludes diabolic possession, when oftentimes it can very well be a stepping stone to it. You know, it can be a doorway to possession. 
um, you know, and some some consent at some point is required by the soul to be possessed uh, on some yeah. level. On some level, this has to be some kind of consent with the individual on some level. Yeah. So yeah, those are the two uh, full on. I mean, I've always I've met other people that you just know or like there's some kind of diabolic influence. There's yeah, different levels. Cool. There's different levels of diabolic influence as well. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I've never actually ever like worried about that, and that's just um, I'm not But I'm super not worried about anything like being able to possess me like at all at all mm -hmm. so yeah I, mean, I, I always kind of wondered if there was some kind of like i don't know like you are definitely having to make some kind of deal in a sense or like um acceptance or like um and you'll well you'll hear and you can ask you'll get a different answer to that from every satanist that you ask um They'll say there's no, you know, uh, Levay says, for example, in the Satanic Bible, you don't have to make a pact with the devil. We don't sell you, so, uh, you know, you don't sell your soul. And he'll go on to talk about the story of Faust and how it was a protest of the times, and the Catholic Church came up with the story as a protest to alchemy and, and stuff like that. And you know, so you know, you worship the devil, you're gonna rot in hell, kind of thing. Um, and there are some people that do do pacts, you know, with the devil, and some people do it and they'll do it in exchange for they'll do the classic oh, i want riches and fame they'll right. you know for whatever their own like, reasons are yeah some kind of like a collaboration or cooperation with like a darker side to serve your own purposes but you're kind of like making like an agreement in a sense so yeah i personally i personally think it's very powerful magically in a very real magical way and psychologically to do a pact. I think it's very potent and very powerful. Um, you know, does one technically have to do it? N no. Um, but I think if you're going to go down the left-hand path, it's more beneficial if you do. That's my opinion. So did you choose your faith or did it choose you? Well, I used to think I chose it until a lot of recent study and research, and I'm like, well, maybe this chose me. You know, when you look at documented exorcisms, the, since the technology has been made available, the church has recorded exorcisms and recorded what the demons have said um, during the exorcism. You know, they'll get a lot of information. And, um, and, uh, a lot of them say, well, this, this, this vessel was chosen before birth, you know, um, so I go, I went like, well, let me go back into my life. You know, let me, let me go back to it. Let me see what, what, and some interesting things is, uh, I was born on October 6th and it, it's a Friday and Friday is governed by the number six, which is ruled by Venus. I had six, I was born in the period of the sixth. I have six planets in Libra. All six planets are in the fourth house. Just the number, the, the six is, is a cycle and is a repetition of three, a replete throughout my, my birth chart. Then the month that I so I was born October sixth. That Christmas, so we're talking just two and a half months later. That Christmas of 1972, um, the, uh, a child that was supposed to be the Christ child in the midnight mass took ill, uh, and the parish priest came to my mother because he knew she had a newborn, and he said, "Do you mind if your son plays the Christ child?" This, you know, 
this infant took sick. And of course, my mother was thrilled being a staunch Roman Catholic. You know, and so I guess I was the Christ child, and everybody, they said they ooed and odd. My mom's like, oh, they, well, I'm sure she embellished because I was her son. But, you know, oh, they ooed and odd. You didn't cry. You didn't make a peep. Everybody loved you and, you know, you know, and all that stuff. And then as time goes on, you realize, you know, um, you, you meet certain people without knowing why. And I was ordained by uh, a, a priestess, Reverend Laurie Bruno. Uh, who was a direct descendant of Giordano Bruno, who was burned upside down at the stake by the Catholic Church on February 17, 1600. And on my, I was born on the feast day of St. Bruno of Cologne. Now, they're not related at all, but if you look at the Brunos, like Bruno, okay, then you pay attention to that. It sends up a flag. And then there's a there just so happened to be also Bruno in my bloodline when I did a 23andMe. And um, I looked at the genetic, you know, at the, at the migration, it was all the migration of the Druids going throughout Europe and their, their whole, you could follow it. And that's why if you look in Sicily, you know, the flag of the Sicily, there's the Trinacria, it's the three legs in a triangle. And then if you look, they've migrated up to the Isle of Man, into the Celtic lands. If you look at the flag of the Isle of Man, it's, it's, a, it's a Trinacria. And also there was 2.6 Iranian Mesopotamian, like Iraqi. That's like the Garden of Eden. Then you get into the whole children of Cain. Are there children of Cain? You know, when Jesus himself says they were children of the devil, et cetera. So I'm looking at all this evidence, you know, and, and I'm like, maybe this chose me after all, you know. So um, it's not something, like I said, you know, it's not ego to say, to come for me to say, no, I was, you know, <laughs> Satan chose me. Um I, I reluctantly say, well, there may be something to this. You know, I've done research and like the the, the math is adding up. You know, and another what thing too that other lives you could have made an agreement at a like different life that for like you said to you chose the vessel already or the vessel was already chosen. Yeah, say that a question again though. The math. I think like if you believe in like past lives or like that we maybe make arrangements or agreements in different lives that we have to like. <laughs> in like a life yet to come yeah no i i i do think of that but you know i i try to i don't speculate too much into past lives and reincarnation and because it's very important we're in this life for a reason if i look to past lives it's only to better understand this one i guess you could say and um, it's only to because I think people can use past lives as a cop out, and what I mean by that is it's yeah. easy it's easy for the homeless person to say he was an emperor in a past life, to to satisfy his ego, you know. Um, it, so I'm very cautious about stuff like that, but it is kind of uncanny that you know Saint Bruno of Cologne died on October 6th. You know that was my that's the, and I was born, and somebody told me that I was William Tyndale in a past life, and I have no idea who we, I had no idea who William Tyndale was, and I found out he was the first he he was the first to translate the Bible into English, um, and he was burned at the stake on October 6th. Holy shit! And yeah, and then I'm like, what? And so I did more research because before I even knew this. I was, I've always been fascinated with Bibles. I literally have about a hundred Bibles, literally. Um, and I just, and like the different translations of scripture, and I'll be like, no, this is a shitty translation. This is a good translation. I've always been fascinated with the Bible um, and, and scripture and the different translations of it. Um, and then when, when I found out that about William Tyndale, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, you know? And then to meet 
to to meet and be befriend Stanton LaVey, like somebody in the LaVey bloodline, Anton LaVey, founder of Church of Satan. It was just all these just just incredible shit that just built up. And it's like, wow, there's definitely, you know, a, a lot a of synchronicities. Be, yeah. Yeah. You know, there say, was given the lack of effort you're putting into finding these things and they show themselves to you. Yeah. And, and in fact, right after my right after my pact. I guess you could, I don't know if it was, was it right after or was it before that kind of pushed me into it and I did it? I think it might have been right after. Anyway, I did my, my, my own pact on June 6, 2006, so 666, a once in a 100 year window. Um, and I was going through, I was walking through Borders Books and Music and, a, and, and a, I'm going down the, one of the aisles and a bunch of books fell on my head. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and it didn't hurt or anything. It just fell on my head. And then I looked down, and there were six satanic Bibles that fell on my head. They were, but they weren't. They didn't come off the shelf. They were hidden on top of the books, like, and they fell off as I was walking by. Hit me on the head. And on the floor, I'm looking at six satanic Bibles by Anton Lavey. I'm like, so I put them, you know, where they were supposed to go. And then a neighbor of mine at the time within 24 hours came in and said, oh yeah, every time I go to Borders, because he was an avid Catholic, he said, every time I go to Borders, I take the Satanic Bibles and I hide them on top of the shelf so nobody can find them. And so within, yeah, you, know, you know, and so like, okay, so out of all the people in the world, you know what I mean? They fell on me in a big store in a major city. You know what I'm saying? It's, they fell on oh, the person yeah. who's a neighbor of the person who put them. And it was just, there was just right. so much supernatural this cannot be written off to you know the mathematical probability is just is right. through the you know right to the point the you weren't seeking that answer it revealed itself to you right i always called myself the reluctant satanist <laughs> uh yeah you know because they're like well you're not evil like i don't feel evil either but i'm a satanist i don't know what that means you know um and so, and then over time, I just, you know, and I did vacillate because I, I, I would see some scary shit and that would, it would kind of scare me back into Christianity. But, and, but you, you, you become used to it. You become used to, uh, the, the darker, I guess you could say. Um, one of the, one of the satanic prayers is, is Satan numb me to the horrors, which you must show me, you know? Um, and it's so, because, you like know, that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, would you say fuck that or I like that? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> uh, you got your moon water ready, Brandy? Because like uh, I think she's getting. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I should probably go like hop off real quick and like dip in some stuff. I don't know. I just yeah. all fucked up. And so while so while there's a case to be made, you know, people will say, "Oh, it's humanistic, and we we don't believe in Satan as an entity." I find that very insulting because I think he's very real. And I've seen him as very real. Um, that that can't be coincidental. Because yeah. like, like every like other religion definitely kind of believes in it. It's like the other side. Right. I was going to say that would bring me like to where where I become curious is um, your perspective on it because you can read a whole bunch of this Church of Satan stuff where it's um, like I said, a theist. Like I, I like to separate the it's two. Theist. You know, actually devoid of theism. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. then pro-humanist, and then you get into the real thing, and then we have to start asking questions like, um, like where for one good good question here. I'm like, assuming you believe in Satan, you know, there's the question of do you believe in the devil or do you believe in Lucifer, or do you believe in some? You get know what I mean? I'm like, um, 
let, let me let me tell you, if I may, uh, Luciferians have fallen. In, in, no offense to anybody that, that that's listening or or part of. Luciferians have fallen into the same trap that Wiccans have fallen into, and that they they water down their dark faith with white light. And Satanism is not a white light religion. It's a left-hand path, dark, black religion. And, you know, and Wiccans, they, who, who tried so hard to break away from the Catholic Church, took pains to set up the same moral ethical code that Christians have. You know, and it harmed none, do what you will. It, you know, and, and whatever you give out comes back to you three times. That's not my satanic perspective. My satanic perspective is you fuck with me, I'm going to use all means magically and otherwise necessary at my disposal to end you. You know what I mean? And and get what I want accomplished. You know? Um, and that's what? just what... And I'm going to, and I'm going to wow, protect my own. Well, gonna... the, the karmic like thing with Wiccans, the, you know, whatever you do comes back to you, that's like really just laws of attraction, like in a sense. Um, it it kind of makes sense. And as far as, I don't know, like obviously there's like a broad spectrum of different beliefs that all fall into that and people kind of pick and choose what they like. Mm -hmm. But um, with, like I've kind of, kind of always been like how you said, if somebody fucks with you or whatever, that's like retribution. It's not necessarily revenge, but it's almost like, you know, tipping the scales back to justice in a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. And and as a Libra with six planets in Libra, you can, you know, that you, you've tipped six scales. So I got to balance that, you know. Um, it, injustice is the is, is the big crime to Libra, is injustice. You could you could murder somebody and we would say, well, were you justified? You know what I mean? And, and that's like me too, Capricorn. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it, it's like if it, you know, we just, it's about, balance for us but i also but that also that's also my approach to satanism you can see my astrology i guess in my approach because i see him as the balance factor you know right. he's he's the he's the other side of god if you will yeah i was gonna like, say in in that regard then do you think that satan was created by god to balance his own self or something like that um so beautiful angel yeah, rather than rather than get, I try I try deliberately not to get dogmatic about it. And but so what yeah. I, I I usually pa I usually posit theories. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so I'll say, well, that one theory is that he was always around. That he's again the dark half of God, sort of like Ahura Mazda and Araman. You know, Araman was always around, was an eternal being as well, and he didn't realize until Ahura Mazda created light that that another God existed. And then Ahura, Ma then Ahriman set out to destroy Ahura Mazda's creation. So I mean, you know, the the, the Jews took a lot of their religion from from Zoroastrianism, you yeah. know, that that duality. Um, but then Janus, the two faced God, you know, and so while God may be a Trinity, I believe the Father, the Godhead, could be the duality, you know. And then there's the theory of the fallen angel, you know, Lucifer was proud and became the Satan, the adversary, the advocate. Then there's all in the Bible. There's there's Satan's throughout the Bible, you know, that God sends. Yes. Yeah. You know, so there's really uh, it's a lot. It's a, a continuing. It's probably something I'll never answer this lifetime because people haven't answered it for millennia. And that's why I try to stay away from dogmatic statements of like, well, this is who he is, because you get a, so much of that, and especially in the satanic community. Everybody thinks they they have the 411 on the boss, you know, Um and I just think they're they're woefully uh, mistaken and undereducated.
you know. Oh, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm like, yeah, because um, I know that. Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier, like the delineation between uh, basic theology in regards to uh, not just God but Satan as well is choosing um, whether you subscribe to a world being created by Yahweh or by Allah. Because mm-hmm. uh, that completely changes the dictation of the laws of the universe to you mm-hmm. and the rest of the natural worlds. Um, mm-hmm. Like Luciferians, by definition, have to believe in Allah. Um, from a the, here's the thing. Let me. Islam. I want to be careful what I say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want no fatwa against the show. That's the last thing we need. Take your time. I've just had time to think. I'll just say this. This I'll I'll just I'll stick to the facts. The premise of Christianity is that you have to accept Jesus Christ as the Word made flesh, God incarnate. Islam does not do that, and that's a that's a fundamental difference right there. And then you can you can you can take that and you can run with it. You know. so I wouldn't call, I don't, I don't, you know, I wouldn't associate, I don't think Luciferians have to believe in Allah. You know what I mean? Uh, and Muslims do have their own Satan. Iblis is, is what he's called. Oh, the Shaitan. Um, sure. Uh, you but know. The, the pantheon of divinity is, is created by um, the Allah, uh, whereas Yahweh, uh, uh, I'm trying to think about this too. How do I, how do I discuss this more deeply without us getting nuked? You know what? Fuck my <laughs> questions. I'm moving on to a different one. Yeah, can we, yeah. Can we go? Um, well? Yeah, I was gonna really... say. So, so, so then, I guess let's, let's, let's do you uh, ascribe to the belief that a god exists? Then, because I think most people believe that if 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 you follow Satan, you can't believe in God. Um, I, you know, those. Yeah, that's of course a god exists. And, you know, and I think the best, I think ex-Christians, specifically ex-Catholics, but ex-Christians in general make the best Satanists hmm. um, because they have a theological founding and because they're aware of Scripture. Every Satanist should read the Bible, and I know many that haven't, and most haven't. Very, I actually maybe know three that have. Um, you know, they did. They just want to throw the throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, it's a it's a book of mythology and fantasy and blah blah blah. And you can I can make an argument for both cases. I can make an argument for it being a book of myth. I can make an argument for it being totally legitimate. You know, um, but I I think you're the wiser for having read it and studied it and looked at its history and where did it originate and how it was you know compiled. Because you know, and, and if you're a theistic Satanist, then then the Bible is is an ally. It lends right. your belief more power. Exactly. It explains parts of your history. Right. Okay. You know. Uh, and, and Jesus essentially validates Satan when he says, "You're of your father, the devil," you know, and calls him by name, and and, and you know, so you you know, you do. There there clearly is. Satan. He, he's clearly a real being. You know, so, there's nothing symbolic about him. So one last question before we get on the real topic. Uh, you have the ability to know when someone is going to die. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so I was, uh, I, that's something that was 
Oh, did he cut out? Yeah. I actually, I have another question too. I don't know what the real conversation is that I thought we were. Well, I was going to say. Give, give him two uh, minutes because it might be his connection. Because he told me that if he cuts uh, out, wait two minutes. I was going to say the local uh, Chicago witch is already here in the studio. Sweet. Oh. No, she can add her say, say dark hello. perspective. Say hello or something. Are you all quiet in the corner? I'm waiting for an opening. Hi, guys. Hello. Oh. Hola. Well, well. So should we have a discussion while we wait for Eli or whatever? I'm just saying some of the shit he's saying is like legit because what? through stories that I've been told from like family what they've experienced and then what my bruja sisters have experienced um like everything from like the possession to like all the questions i wanted to ask you guys basically asked like did the religion choose you or did you choose the religion that was definitely one of my questions i had totally like, another way to go with it. yeah the synchronicity that lined up for him to come into the religion like that's totally relatable and like sounds right yeah, this Bruja's cool. voice is really saucy. You'd be great on radio. Oh, well, me back. Yes. Was, was it a code yellow? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was an internet. It was a. It was a. It was a code fucking third world California internet thing. Um, <laughs> Brady, Brady has that a lot. I, I don't yeah, know what California is that kind. So where was I? I you asked about dying. How far did I get before I was cut oh, off? Oh, I asked uh, about your ability to know when someone dies. Oh, so it started, um, you know, it's always kind of taboo when you talk about, you know, when you read somebody and you try to access the Akashic Records, there's some things they just don't tell you. Um, and so I, it was in, wasn't until a year ago, January, I was always kind of going around like, uh, you know, I went through this five-year depression, like, oh, I'm going to die, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have diabetic, I'm fat, I'm going to die. You know, I'm approaching 50, I'm going to die. You know, it was all this, uh, why bother doing this, I'm going to die. Why bother reading this book, I'm going to die. You know, it, it got really bad until, so um, one night I had uh, a dream. And I'll, I'll, share, I'll share the dream with everybody. Um, I, went, I went to a locker and I entered a combination. There was a bunch of symbolism in the dream. I'm just getting, I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version. I went to a locker and put a combination in. And it's and the combination was fifteen, forty-eight, thirty-nine. And I opened the door, and there was there was darkness in in the locker. It was like it was I can't explain it. It was it was an abyss. It was it was gone. It was there was nothing there. If if nothingness could exist, it existed in this locker. And I and and I woke up, and as I but I was waking up slowly. I didn't jump out of bed. I'm waking up slowly, and I'm like, I'm like, I remember those numbers. Remember those numbers: fifteen, forty-eight, thirty-nine, fifteen, forty-eight, thirty-nine. And I'm like, what are these numbers? And then the voice, I call it, just says to me, when you arrived here in California, it was on the fifteenth. You were forty-eight when you got here. You're going to die in twenty thirty-nine. Oh. And and I always have known the day I was going to die, which I always knew was going to be March eighteenth. So I'm like. That's it. March 18th, 2039. That's when I'm going to go. And um, and ever since, and then I realized, holy shit, the day I had the dream, and this all came to me in a fucking flood, like a download. The day I had the dream was my, my late father's birthday, January 7th. And I was like, holy shit. You know, and, and it was told me just, again, in a download, like your father, because my father was, I had a very bad, bad father. Um, 
your father has earned this dispensation for you to know when you're going to die because this is beneficial for you to know so you can start living. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, that's six. I have almost 17 years left. Woo-hoo! You know, and I was like, yay. You know, I'm like, considering that my my health conditions, I'm going to live to 66. Woohoo! You know, and I'm like, I'm going to read that book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to now I know I have this much time left. And it just it profoundly changed my life for the better for me to know. And then ever since then, I started reading people and I'm like, oh, shit, I know when they're going to die, too. You know, uh, I know how much time they have. Um, and I, and especially if I asked, you know. Um, I would know. And ever since that day, it's just something, it was like a new addition, I guess, to my readings, you know, to, or, or reading people. So that's how I uh, garnered that information. Oh, right. Does anybody want to know when they die? No. I or, do you need, or do you need to give out, like, specific information? Um, I would say, how much goes into that? I'd have to tap. It's, I would have to tap into you. I'd have to start reading you. I'd have to get into your. your I'd have to open your file, basically. Oh, okay. um, and if I want to get, if I want access to your file, I got to give your guides access to my file. It's a give and take, okay. you know. Um, and a lot of times, your guides will use my symbol. They'll access my vault of symbolism, if you will, in my brain to show me certain things that mean something to you. Um, and they'll access my memories. And I'll be saying, why am I seeing this when I was a kid? Remember we used to do this? And I'm, oh, my uncle, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, who's then? And did this person die? Yeah, okay, then Uncle Charlie's here or something, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's how they usually communicate with me. Yeah. Wow. Do I upload my file on a PDF? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'll just pull up. I'm old school. I pull it out of a filing cabinet, you know? An alphabetized filing cabinet. Does anyone have any other questions before we go on to the prophecies? Yes, I have a question. Okay. From your experience from being involved with people that were Satanists or involved in the Church of Satan, Uh how much would you say um, there is meth use and people use meth and it's used as a way to... Um, I don't know, break down any kind of like spiritual barriers that would protect the person from anything that would be kind of dark or harmful? One of the things that I share in common with Anton LaVey was his despising drug use. Um, so I don't know as far, I mean, I know there's a lot of it, you know, and what I find especially detestable is when people use drugs for a religious experience, quote unquote. Specifically meant. Specifically meth. I'm not Spe- talking about any other drugs. Specifically meth. Um, I know. I uh, I know people in just the occult community in general that have overdosed on meth and died. Oh, yeah. uh, people that have woken up dead. You know. Um, but it does it does bring up the the greater topic of people that use drugs for a quote unquote religious religious experience. Um, and I don't think it's I don't think that's religious at all. I think they're idiots. I mean, I think they're morons. And it's insulting right. to people like me who know how to alter the brain waves into alpha to access that information naturally and get that experience naturally. You know what I mean? Um, but one of the things about Satanism, when I say it's a dark faith, and one of the things about Satan personally and in his personality from what I've learned is, you know, if you're going to, if people are stuck on stupid, he's going to feed into that. And he's going to say, yep, that's right. Go ahead. Yeah, no, take another hit. And then they wake up dead. And he'll be like, see, you stupid bitch. You know, like, use, like, makes it a little bit more accessible to be able to open, like, 
doorways for demonic or dark things to come through meth specifically meth specifically um i think any hardline drug like that can make it accessible to demons yeah it can make one prone to possession sure um there's something you're not telling us brandy are you doing that i am doing it right now as I she's, she's asking for a friend <laughs> oh god that'd be horrible uh, <laughs> No, it's but yeah, I mean, it's but there's all kinds of you know, drugs can be gateways. I mean, Native Americans smoke peyote, you know, and, and, and ayahuasca, stuff like that. I'm not talking about that stuff, that's completely different. I'm talking about this specific thing because there's a lot with the sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. and well, you have to also examine the individual for you know, you if like let's say, oh, they, they're tweaked out on meth, I would ask them certain questions to see how they responded to see if it was. If it did, in fact, open them up to possession, you know what I mean? Or if they're just like, because remember, the human mind is very powerful as well. Because even like Steve-O, like I, from Jackass, he has like a podcast now and he talks about like all his coke use and mostly coke, I guess, was what was getting him there. But he was doing it specifically to like see certain weird shit and um I don't know, entities of sorts. He was seeing it like a lot, like after about three days. Yeah. Um, not like delusions or hallucinations, but like, I do believe that something does kind of change. Um, oh yeah. There's, I mean, like some kind of like direct access, like, because hmm. you pretty much opened this portal for lack of a better way to put it, that um, makes it a lot easier. Uh, yeah, and you're, you're certainly and you're certainly not dancing with angels. I mean, when you do that stuff, you know. So, and there's also drugs that release what that what's it called DMT or something that yes. chemical that your brain releases when you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there are people that do that stuff too, and this this kind these kind of things. I don't know why they're just inherently. I just just know. I don't know. These kind of things are abominations. You know, just like I think AI is an abomination. There are a lot of things I actually think are abominations. Um, yeah. And and drug use to achieve an altered state of consciousness for the purpose of spirituality, in my opinion, and from my experience, is abomination. You know? Right. I have one simple yes or no question before we go on to the prophecies. Uh-huh. You mentioned that demon possession has different levels I was just curious if there is a level that is over 9,000. Oh, come on. That was cringe. Cringe. Where's my, where's my. Boo this man. There we are. (laughs) Yeah, I deserve it. And I'm proud. (laughs) All right. Let's hear some props. Yeah. And these are for this uh, year, right? Well, there were some. I've wrote some that will be. I wrote some for this year, and I've wrote some that will that will come to fruition by twenty twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, there was a bunch, and it's all based on really the the planet Uranus and its return on the ascendant of the U.S. You know, uh, I want to talk about Uranus. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but <laughs> That's going to be a sound clip. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about Uranus. Um, <laughs> it, it, because it you know, it's based on a few things. The Declaration of Independence was signed 
July 4th, 1776 at 3.03 a.m. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, giving the United States a very specific birth chart. And so yeah. every time Uranus makes its return on America's Ascendant, which is 80, every 84 years, the shit hits the fan in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so it was the American Revolution in 1776. It was the Civil War 84 years later in 1860. It was World War II 84 years later in 1944. And it will be World War III in 2028. Now, remember, though, that the American Revolution, while well, the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, the American Revolution began way before that. I mean, the Boston Tea Party, yeah. I believe, was 1773. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so if you look at that cycle now, it's the World War III has already begun. What started in Ukraine will be known as what started World War III. That'll yeah, be I think like it's the, been going the, on since 2014. Yeah, that's that would be like the Franz Ferdinand moment. I think you know will be the 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 actual invasion, invasion, the full on invasion of of Ukraine. Um, but you know, and then if you also know history, kind of cycles, that'll be three world wars that began in Europe, in Eastern Europe in particular. Um, and there was uh, there's always been an Asian enemy and a in a in a European enemy. You know, with with Japan as well, and then it'll be China. You know, um, so it's it's based on that. So we're we're in this the 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 initial stages of World War Three. What will eventually be called World War Three, and it'll be recognized that it started. Uh, you know, at a certain period of time. I personally think that the domino events, because if you look at World War One, and people say, well, why? What about World War One? America was in World. You know. That's not on the radar oh. because World War One never really ended and kind of morphed into World War Two. You know, yeah, it was like a ceasefire. I think between you're gonna say, and we only started calling it World War One after World War Two because it was the Great War before then, right? And I, I think that the, the domino chips that started this whole thing falling into place was September 11th. So that's going back a year. That's going back oh, 20, 22 years. You know, but if you look if you look at that again, World War One is about twenty years before World War Two. You know, um, so everything cycles. It's the law of periodicity. And so, um, you know, and there was all these predictions I made about civil war. Like there's going to be a, a civil war before World War. And then I see this World War coming on so fast. I'm like, wait a second. I saw this very specific shit about the U.S., like all this stuff. And then it kind of dawned to me, what if I'm seeing, what if it wasn't a civil war, but it was the, like this post-atomic horror? You know, where because every state had its own issues. It was, you know what I mean? My prophecies about Florida, Texas, Oregon, California, the, you know, the Northeast, Minnesota, Michigan, you very specific, you know, uh, visions for each state. Um, and it's like, well, this would make even more sense if it was some kind of post-atomic, like the countries in chaos, you know. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's coming. Nobody had anything to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> please don't tell me my internet went up again. Yeah. I was like, uh oh, dead air. It's just like jaws dropped, like, oh, fuck. It's over, man. Well, I mean, the world's not going to end until the year 3797. That's when the actual planet itself will be gone. But, you know, this is just one cycle in world events. And China will likely rule the world by 2029. Um,. You know, and one of the things about this is this isn't good versus evil, this war coming up. It's evil versus evil. 
Nobody's nobody's justified in this war. Everybody's got an agenda. It's not about, you know, we're fighting for freedom despite what they tell you. Everybody's fighting for control and power. And, you know, and resources. Yeah, it, it, you know, and so that's what this is all about. Um so this this war is is going to be horrible. Um but as far as my accuracy goes, I I documented my accuracy over time. So when I started documenting it in 2011, I would make the prophecies and I would do 33 a year. And then I would sit down and I would say, okay, this happened. This beyond mathematical probability, like, okay, it's clear that this is what this was. There was some, there was some error within the prophecy itself, but it was like, okay, but you got to admit this happened this way. Okay, good. So you check it off and using the math, what's called the mathematical law of problematical conjecture. I, my lowest, my, my worst year was 74.4% accurate. So that meant that if I told you 10 things that year, 7 of 10 would manifest and 44% of something else would happen. On my best year, 96.6% accuracy. So 9 of out, out of every 10 things I say to you in a good year are going to happen plus 66% of another thing. So pretty much everything I tell you is going to happen on a good year. Um, and that's how, you know, and I held my own feet to the fire and I had to, because I went on terrestrial radio, you know, public radio. And, and I said, you know, to a listening audience of 1.5 billion people, like this is what's going to happen. And, um, and then the Boston marathon happened. And I predicted that the, the Boston marathon incident, um, in 2013, I predicted it in January. And that's on my, I mean, anybody can listen to that on my TikTok. You, you know, you can hear it said on the rate. We very specifically mentioned the marathon and in, in, in something and people, you know, dying at the marathon and, and stuff like that. Um, and then February, March, April, three months later, it happened. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a, a, a strong uh, degree of accuracy to the prophecies. You know, and to you, and, and let me just correct that too. You use the mathematical law of problematical conjecture applied to each prophecy to see, okay, is there any ma is there any way I could have guessed this? Is there any way I could have just been thinking ahead of the curve? And it's like, no, there's no way. You know, and if you look at the Boston Marathon prophecy and you use that that equation, you're into like the negative percentile. Like, there's no way you could have guessed this would happen. You know, um, so yeah. Base? Yeah, good. I'm glad you like the sound effects. It makes me know I haven't lost my interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're still... <laughs> we're hanging on your words. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but I just think... I think people should be preparing. I think, uh, you know... And there were some witch friends of mine that we really thought this all shit was going to hit the fan in 2020. We thought this was... Uh, 2020 is it. It's going down. And, and it was too soon, you know, but... I think people are, you know, if people lowered their guard, they shouldn't have. And they should keep storing, keep supplies, keep harvesting. You know what I mean? Keep storing your what you're going to need um, because it is it is coming. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of time. Can I just say this really has nothing to do with anything, but you've made me really happy today. The best part of this whole conversation is listening to you talk about statistical probability. <laughs> Because uh -huh. when I tried to explain how it works when I was doing rubrics as a college professor, 
the coordinator for my department couldn't fucking understand anything I was telling them. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you get it. I'm like, we could so argue over how to... civil war kicking off? What's that? When do you, like, see or estimate the civil war kicking off? Well, if, if it follows the order that I originally thought it was going to follow, it would be um, in the, right around the 2024 presidential election. But, you know, so much is going on in the world right now that your human bias comes in. You're like, I don't know how the world's going to hold out that long, you know. And remember the prophecy, too, that a Trump is going to be the last president of the United States, somebody bearing the name Trump. And so for that to come true, one of two things has to be possible. It has to be has to have happened. And you just follow logic. So if this next election, if Trump is not the nominee, if Trump does not win the next election, then you would go back and say, okay, Trump was the last elected president of the United States of America. And yeah, Biden that's, threw, that's what I'm thinking, too. And Biden, through fraud, got into the White House. Now, don't underestimate the possibility of a Trump victory. And then if Trump wins in 2024, then he will be the last president of the United States. Um, um Elected or yeah, otherwise. Biden's definitely illegitimate president, so either way. I'm holding out for Baron Trump, oh, no. the true Trump president. Hey, I don't think we'll last he... I don't think Baron Trump will, will last that long to see Trump. No. Yeah, I no, I, I I I yeah. I have to throw a number. I'm just gonna throw this one out there, see what you think. Twenty twenty eight. Uh, 2028, I mean, we'll, we'll, nuclear missiles would have flown long by then. Um, you know, I used to, because back also in, in the early 20, 2000s, whatever the, what they fucking call the millennium, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, yeah, the aughts. Um, <laughs> I, I saw this, you know, uh, nuclear missiles hitting the U.S. through over the Arctic Circle, and they had this uh, crescent and star. And I'm like, wait a second, but the star wasn't the Islamic star. It was a communist star, but there was mm -hmm. like this crescent around it. And I'm like, wait a second. So this is an alliance between the communist star and the Islamic crescent. So I'm, I immediately thought like, maybe it's Iran. Maybe somebody gives Iran technology or whatever. But why are they coming over the North Pole, et cetera? Until just a month ago, North Korea had this big parade and they paraded their newest missiles. And I'm like, holy shit. And if you look at the symbol, it's a star with a two crescents around. I'm like, that's what I saw. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I saw. It's North Korea. Like, it, you know, um, it's North Korea that's going to attack. So I. The you new know, red I, dawn already. What's that? I said the new redon, uh, Red Dawn remake told us that already. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Um, I watched that movie too. I remember that. And people think too, they're like, the United States can never be invaded. Like, you know, we can never be invaded. It's like, they don't have, oh, we're not talking about every square inch of the country. We're talking we about can't it. Be invaded, we're being invaded right now. Yeah, all they do is attack the infrastructure. We've been they don't have getting to invaded for hold decades. Everything. Right, exactly. You know, but, uh, but also in, in a direct military way as well, because all they have to do is just take certain ports and cities, you know? Um, Look at that Red Dawn scenario. Speaking of Red Dawn, they held a certain state, you know what I mean, or a certain area of land and the U.S. wouldn't advance further or something. And in one of the prophecies, based on a dream that I had, I saw China take Hawaii, Russia took Alaska, and we didn't care. We had, we didn't, there wasn't, not that we didn't care, we didn't have the heart to fight. Something in the U.S. where we were just so preoccupied, we didn't want to fight, we just kind of let them have it. That was the dream. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, am I seeing symbolically Taiwan and Ukraine or is this literally Hawaii and in Alaska? 
you know, and I think it's literally Hawaii and Alaska. Um, you know, and there are already Chinese troops in Canada just over the Washington state border. Yeah, they let him in a couple of years ago for Arctic uh, training, which is like it gets cold in the Himalayas. So I thought it was really weird that Justin Trudeau let him in. And I think yeah. they were uh, co not combat controllers. They were combat uh, engineers. So those are the guys who can take out infrastructure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, so it, it doesn't take it's not much to think that there'll be an incursion at the border. Like, so people th think we're untouchable. That's not the case, you know. So, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we I think people that believe that just have not been paying attention to what's been happening around them. For decades. Yeah, because we, we've been covering like all the the food processing plant fires, all the the chicken coop fires, like all that stuff. Where I feel like looks like they're planning and... on starving people out, like almost creating like a Holm Door 2.0 kind of thing. Because I, well, I see it, food shortages in the future with what I've been seeing. Institutes in the being controlled by Chinese money in order to push antithetical doctrines. Well, they're already allowing like China to put uh, police stations up in since... Canada and a couple of cities in the U.S. too. So. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying there's all sorts of examples of it. I just think the people that that, that, that think it that are just waking up to it happening or don't believe it can happen have not been paying attention to what's been happening to this country for decades. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's just it's getting obviously it's it's worse and worse, and then. You, if you follow the Book of Revelation, another reason people should read the Bible, um, it's very specific about what's going to happen, you know, yeah. um, and certain things. And when you look at, you know, it says one third of the waters became as wormwood. Um, it, if you look at that, wormwood is Artemisin, Artemisia, Artemisin, whatever it is. And that's actually in, in Ukrainian, the word for that is Chernobyl. Um, so essentially, you know, is the Bible saying that one third of the waters are going to become radioactive? Yeah. And then people were calling the Palestine, Ohio incident, the American Chernobyl, because it. it was getting into the water supply. I, I, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And because of the wormwood thing, I think there was some prophecy this year of, um, uh, uh, I forget what the heck it was. Something related to wormwood, the star. Oh, the comet? The comet, that's it. Oh, the re well, and also, if you take a look, too, there's this, com by 2029, that, uh, what is it, Apophis? Is it, it's called Apophis. Apophis was the essentially the Egyptian Leviathan. So, you know, the, the Revelation talk about the dragon falling from the sky, etc. I mean, there are, there are the gazillion interpretations for the book of Revelation, but it's just, it's interesting. And, and I don't believe that one interpretation is exclusive to others. I believe that spirit packs as much shit as it can into symbolism you know it's like well it means this well guess what it means this and this and this you know uh, right you know spirit wastes nothing is what i say you know and it just crams as much symbolism as it can into certain things now you know? i i have a question concerning your prophecies here because i'm like mm -hmm. i'm 15 a mm -hmm. mass exodus of oregon and as society becomes untenable which we see with um, uh, what they're trying to secede right now. Law enforcement mm -hmm. scrambles. Eric Adams, New York City. Somehow this will all tie in. Now, mm -hmm. it's a single prophecy. It's not broken out into multiple parts. So right. do you see all of the uh, telltale signs of what you're saying here uh, acting as something like a domino effect? Because they're all part of the same 
Um, Yeah, or or, or similar things happening, like law enforcement. It was more or so, it was people, but it was also law enforcement being like, fuck this, we're getting out of Oregon. It was that kind of thing. And then... For some reason, I saw Mayor Eric Adams, New York City, and I. And it, but it had something to do again with police, with law enforcement, and it's like, is is New York going to take some of these people? Is the same thing going to happen to New York? Is law enforcement going to bail on New York as well because it's crazy, you know? Um, so there was there was a tie in between what was happening in, or certainly a parallel between what was happening in Oregon and what was happening in New York City. Right. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Reading it is like you clearly see these as stitched together somehow. I was just wondering if you had an idea of what order or, uh, you know what I mean? like. Well, the, and also the impression was too, um, but again, you, you, human bias can come into prophecies as well. And what I mean by that is mm. the, the, the vision was Eric Adams almost offering these people a job in New York for a significant pay hike. Like we need the law enforcement here, come to New York City. Uh, but I was like, well, wait a second. You know, my human self is like, well, New York's a, it's a, it's trash right now. It's going downhill. Why would it go? You know what I mean? It, it, he doesn't seem to want large, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but that was essentially the vision. It felt as though somehow there was going to be some kind of program of, of hiring law enforcement, you know, um, like come here, come to New York, you know, or help us or something like that, you know? I had a question about the the prophecy of the secret of Antarctica. So, what was that one about? Was that like a hollow Earth entrance thing, uh, advanced civilization ruins, or like a legion of angels in stasis? Um, I think what you're gonna see with Antarctica is a lot of um, military uh, stuff come to light. Uh, I just, my attention was drawn there and I, I don't quite know why. And I think a lot of human bias will prevent me from saying like, um, well, are they going to find out that it's indeed a wall to a flat earth? Is it a wall? Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. We got like a third of our audience are like flat earth fans. And I know people hate it, but you know, well, you know, and it depends on who you, who you talk to and, and it's like, there's so much information out there at this point. I'm just like, well, you know what? I've never seen it. I've never been to space, so I can't tell you. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but there was something about, as far as Antarctica goes, it, I think it was more military than anything. Um, but it is, you know, there's, there's enough to, to look at it and say it's sketchy, but something about it's going to come to light. Um, and I, I wish I could be more specific than that, but I can't. I you saw know, I saw just, a recent job offer for like helicopter maintenance like manager and I was like oh, I really don't want to go down there. <laughs> I would yeah. love to point out that like a prophecy fulfilled number thirty three, a form of transportation through the sky will be revealed, not a plane nor a helicopter, a technology new but simple thus old. We just went through that with all the damn air balloons. I wonder if that was it, you know, because I, when people show me stuff, they, I'll get people, they'll say, look at your prophecies fulfilled. And, and I won't, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Cool. It's, you know, it's, it's something that I don't, um, how do I say, it? like, I don't realize myself, you know, when people, t- even when I do personal prophecies for people, they will come back to me and say, oh my God, this happened, this happened, that you said this was good. And I, like I did. You know, a lot of times I don't remember what I wrote or I don't. Obviously, I mean, I I transferred these to the computer, but I I won't remember what I wrote 
or it seems incredulous even to me. Like, really? I, I got that right? You know, it, it's it's something about even when I talk to people and I'm like, you know, when I talk to people in spirit and, and channel for the their loved ones and I'll say his name is this. This is how he died. He's holding this in his hand. Like, oh, my God, that's right. I'm like, it is. You know, it, it's there's a there's a kind of cool. There's a detachment in me that I I I still find it shocking myself after 36 years of doing it. And so it, yeah, yeah. I was say I guess it's very similar to the process of discovery. So why wouldn't it? Be? I'm like I guess it would be. Oh, well, like in court, you mean? Way. Yeah. No, I mean like just discovering anything out in the world. Hey. Oh I mean, sure. Like like this is you, kind of shining a light out into the darkness. And hey, you you finally found something over there. Like, that's what I mean. Like actual like physical discovery. It's kind right. of like that. Yeah, and there, there's the time too when people see that light, souls will see that on the other side, and they'll come to. I've had people come to me in dreams because they know I was going to encounter or read somebody coming up. You know, so that they'll come to me in dreams and tell me ahead of time. And so the, basically, the reading is done before I even talk to the person. And so they'll be set up for a, for a 90 minute, two hour reading. And then I'll be like, do you know so-and-so that was born on so-and-so, you know, such and such a date? <gasps> oh my God, that's my sister. You know what I mean? Okay, well this, the reading's done. Here's what you need to know. And I'm like in 10 minutes, I give them the message and you know, it's worth the price of admission, you know, right. and, and the readings, the readings done and there's no more questions, you know, um, the best readings are when I, I, and I usually tell people this when I start readings. I'm like, don't tell me a thing. I work best in the dark, no pun intended. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I just start reading them and I'm like, okay, open forum. What questions do you have? And they look at the list of questions that they wrote before the reading and they're, they're, they're just numb. They're like, their questions have been answered. They don't know what to say. Um, that's a good reading, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I record them too so people can go back and they can actually listen to the recording they can download it themselves they'll have a copy I record them too yeah for all time <laughs> <laughs> okay I had, I had a question about the solar flare or massive sunspot for number 28 so is this like a Carrington effect where you get a X flare class like a uh, solar flare and we lose like the power of electronics or is this something like the sun darkens and then we just can't use solar power anymore this is a this is a great question because this is what i do when i send prophecies out to people and i i give them a follow-up call you know like and they they i'll say to them what i'm going to say to you right now this is like a real-time thing because this is how i deal with, with clients what did i write tell me read back to me exactly what i wrote because i'll ask them that because i'll never remember Mm. So read back to really read back to me. What, what's the whole prophecy? Read it to me if you don't mind. Okay, let me look it up real quick. I was, I was going off my notepad. And I got to pull up. The oh, notepad. sorry about that. Oh yeah, lazy bird. Oh, dead air, bro. <laughs> yeah, look what you did. Oh, no. so oh yeah, I had a question uh, about the crest you created. You, what are these animals? Is that like a elephant and a, a wolf? Uh, that's that's yeah that's everything in my crest is is very symbolic um and it has a mean everything in there has a meaning um the the oliphant obviously from lord of the rings but it's also a, a take on behemoth the demon behemoth who's in the form of a satan in the form of an elephant behemoth 
Um, and then to the right is a black wolf. Um, and the Egyptian for Libra is Zabanitum, which is which means ravening wolf. And so that's it's indicative of the the black wolf is like the the almost like a satanic Libra, I guess you could say. And then the elephant is Satan in the form of Behemoth, um, with the big phallus on both of them. Um, and that's just because I'm gay. Uh, oh, okay. I, also, I, was like, is there, I, was, I thought it was a magical significance. It's like, um... No, I mean, well, there's, there's a generative power, but, you know, I'm, I'm gay, too. Yeah. So, like, put, put, put a nice BBC on them. You know what I mean? Okay. No. <laughs> it's so bad brandy left. Me oh, no. <laughs> I want to pull a Cartman and be like, don't be so hard on yourself. You're not gay. <laughs> I'm just like, you, you no. just ask, get, give him a cock. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny too because even a, a candle label I had designed for myself too, and Tom, a graphic designer, and give him a cock. Make sure it's got a big cock. Give him a cock. Everyone loves cock. Dude, Make I'm it sorry. huge and veiny. Yeah, you don't have to be gay to love it. I'm like, okay, what's the first thing you ever drew as a little kid? What would you learn to draw on the inside of your goddamn binder and everything? Every little boy draws penises. I'm sorry. Oh, they do that in the yeah. military. They do, they call it hogging, so they'll draw dicks on the stuff in the military. I like yeah. Because because I was I was at this command, and they actually did like uh, power to the penis. They actually yeah, did like an kid. OSI investigation because they were at the E Club and uh, someone got their bill and they drew like a dick down instead of their signature, and then the waitress got offended, and they were trying to figure out who drew it. There was a guy notorious from drawing cocks. And they called him to question, and he's like, well, that's not mine. And they're like, what do you mean it's not yours? He's like, that's a totally different style. I draw huge erect cocks. That one's flaccid. It's someone else's work. <laughs> I love that. That's how you know the difference between two people's graffiti. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking beautiful. Yeah, but if you look at if you look at everything in that, everything in the crest is symbolic. The crab is because I have a cancer ascendant. Um, you know, and then the the trapezoid. And then the, the, there are six bricks, because I was born of the six. There are six bricks colored in black. The bottom of the trapezoid, there's the uh, Roman numeral for the year, my birth, 1972. If you look on top of the scales, because I'm a Libra, there are six pentacles, three in each side, again, October 6th. And there's a, there's a little strawberry. In the high resolution, you can blow it up and see at the top of the scales, a little strawberry, because my last name, phrase, is French for strawberry. Wow. So... There's all this, you know, uh, there's so much symbolism packed into that. And, you know, there's, and my nickname was, they got the Witch King. And it was based on the Witch King of Agmar, but, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be the Witch King of Salem. And the name stuck when I went on radio and they just kept calling me the Witch King, the Witch King, the Witch King. So oh, I put wow. that, had that crown on of the crown of the Witch King. But what I didn't realize that if you look at it too, it looks like the shape of a bat in the middle. The black looks like a bat and bats are often associated with Satan as well. Um, you know, and the two swords going through, like for protection, obviously, and then the the Latin Diabolus is Deus in verses, Satan is God inverted. You know, the devil is God inverted, the reverse side of God. Uh, so everything there has has some kind of uh, meaning. Everything on the crest. Okay, so I pulled oh. up the prophecy. It says, yeah, uh, "Black and fire you. from the cosmos, like raw fighting apostles, and failing disturbance from the sun, black, fire and black, a setback for technology. And then it says 1950s communication. Oh, um, so yeah, so clearly, and, it, and this is how I go over with clients too, because I'll be like, oh, did I write that? Yeah, well, then it must mean this, because I don't know. You know, like I'll look at it, I'm like, and I try to remember what I saw. Um, and so I, I let me see, uh, the sun, uh, that I saw the vision from, ba uh, what was it called? 
the gods of Egypt, where Ra is in the sky fighting Apophis, and you know, but it kind of came in as like a solar flare. And then I saw down in the U.S. everything went black and white, like it was the fifties. Like I was watching America in the nineteen fifties. So I kind of take all the visions, uh, everything I'm seeing, and try to word it, I try to articulate it in a sentence or two. So it's like, so what did you, you know, it's like, so what's going to happen? It's like, I don't know. That's just what I saw. So but the, the prophecies are such that once they happen and you, and this isn't retrofitting because you can't, you know, because mathematical probability precludes that you go back and like, oh, this is clearly what, what it was talking about. Like that, the balloon one is a perfect one. That's a perfect prophecy to look at and be like, wow, holy shit. That could very well have been what I saw. You know, that could very well make perfect sense that that's, that that's this fulfillment. Um, you know, but you know, there's also still the year, the whole year. To, you're reading the 2023 prophecies. There's ones I did that were from that go to 2028 as well. You know, um, and I'm, I'm, can, I can sometimes be horrible with time frames. Um, you know, in the sense that whether it's like eight, you know, 12 months, 18 months, uh, you know, and I often point out that with the the Gregorian calendar starts January 1st. The cosmic calendar starts March 21st when the sun enters Aries. And um, and then if you go to the Hebrew calendar, that's totally different. You're into the year 53-something. And, you know, so I often wonder what calendar I'm on. Like, and I can see these time frames. And I'll say the time frames, and then they're off. I'm like, well, how are they off? I saw the number three. You know, but was that three months from now? Was it the third month March? Um, so it, it can be a little finicky. Okay. A little fickle, I guess, is a better word. Yeah. Emma, do you have any questions for EJ? Well, listening to you guys, you guys answered or asked and answered mostly all of the questions that I pretty much had. Um, so, yeah, I wish I had more. <laughs> she was getting all giddy every time we would talk about astrological stuff. She's so we're good at what we do, that. eh? stuff and she's so, got the purple hair yeah yes yeah yeah so so emma here is a devotee to uh... to the high priestess right uh, like, well not not no high priestess at 15 like that's way too young right or they'll they'll come uh right they'll all then they all of course all the runaways would flock to salem you know the the yeah. land of the witch trials and everything and and uh and they of course they you know You'd see that you would literally see that 15 year old girl, like, I'm a high priestess in my cup, like, oh wow, because you know, that 15 years of fucking life experience, honey, whoa, right? You know, <laughs> um, I will say this though for us and from what I learned about um, demonic possession, um, we call it mounting, or that's what they taught me. It's called a spirit trying to, well, we can feel it, like, I can feel it, like, anyone who, who has any type of little like psychic sense knows when a spirit is trying to mount you <laughs> um, because you, 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 feel pressure, you feel different like definitely brings you down and you know it's a different entity and it's called mounting and it's crazy i know it's such a weird weird name like okay mounting like i'm a horse mm -hmm. or something <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um no it's true and and part of it comes from like the top of our our heads are crowns and stuff and that's where that's just access to us you know and our our path and our universe and our mental thoughts so all of it makes sense and all of it kind of goes together wow 
<laughs> yeah. Um, there are different stages of, of possession. Obviously, there's um, familiarity, and that, that's when you, you have the, just the influence of a spirit. Like they say, a witch is familiar. It's kind of taken from that, or that's where it comes from. Uh, and then there's obsession. Obsession is a step further where you, you be having your body is scratched. You hear banging on doors and windows while you sleep and you swear somebody's there and you wake up and there's nobody there. Um, you know, bed shaking, that's, that's diabolic obsession. And then there's full-on possession. And there are different types of possession. There's the Linda Blair possession, you know, which is when the person says yes, but they say, well, no, I changed my mind. You know, and, and, uh, and then there's the perfect possession when the, the vessel voluntarily just says come on in and i think you know a third one in my experience and this is going some coming from me uh, i think they should add one to that which is stupid possession and and what i mean by that is what i mean by that is people that are just by their very lives it's so easy for them to be possessed without even knowing it yes. because they're so because they're so godless they're you know what i mean yeah and it's like they're they're like satan's bitch you know um so I, I, I'm going to, I'll, I'll think, try to think if I can come up with an oblivious possession. Maybe I'll have to think of a, I'll have to coin a term oblivious for that. Makes yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oblivious possession. Of people with being, um, hypnosis under him, like just being hypnotized. Yeah. I, well, the thing is there's also too, I think, how do I say this? Uh, Satan has a certain, if you're aware of him and welcoming, it's like a rapport that you develop with him as opposed to just being a moron, you know, because he, he's he's happy to use the morons, you know, the useful idiots, I guess you could say. Um, but if you show him his due and give him the proper respect, then that's a whole different that's a, that's a horse of a different color. He's not a nice entity, you know, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to white I'm not going to water him down. Um you know, but there, there's there's definitely something to be said for um, he suffers fools gladly to a certain extent. You know, um, and, until they follow, he'll give he'll give you enough rope, I guess you could say. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, of, uh, yeah. And you guys were talking about gins too, and that's kind of like in the same lines to me how they kind of play and trick you guys or us. Yeah, and. And if you talk, obviously, and if you come from a Christian standpoint, it's all demons anyway. Right. You know? Right. You know, whatever you it's like, whatever you call them, they're all demons. And, it, you know, um, but I've also learned that certain characters have different personalities. Um, you, were, you were mentioning uh, in possibly getting somebody on, and I, I don't know if that's who we're talking to, I'm not, who, who was familiar with Santa Muerte. Yeah, um, that's Okay, Santa Muerte, Mashimon, these are entities I have very great respect for and have worked with, and they're very powerful, and I, I wouldn't call them Satan, if that makes sense. You know, like these are very right, powerful, yeah, sure. very powerful energy pools that I've worked with before uh, and had a very, you know, very good relationship with. Um, so, and I think just like that, too, you can, you can, you can twist a Santa Muerte. You know, you can, you can, you know, tw when people try to, you know, help me smuggle these drugs across the border, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and stuff they, they, you can take something to a, to a, a darker place. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll pray to her and then they pray to uh, Jesus Malverde. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Yeah, and and Mashimon is sort of the 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 Baron Semedi of Guatemala, I guess you could oh, say. Oh, okay, I, I know who the Baron Semedi is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, so he's, he's like for the, the voodoo. Yeah, he's like the Elegua or Baron Semedi of of Guatemala. Yeah, you know. Um, but La Santa Muerte is like the same thing, like how you were describing when you're building a rapport and a relationship with her. You know, yes, it's drug lords and and game makers who could be praying for her, but it's like okay, but you know, death comes with a price. And mm-hmm. if you're stupid enough and you fuck up enough, you know, you knew yep. it was going to be coming for you. But when you give in to her, not give in to her, but when you do respect her, you were talking about, you know, it, it's not all sunshines and rainbows, but there's a beautiful peaceness with it. There's a beautiful, like, I don't know, for me, I feel her with me. I feel like she wants to protect me and I feel when I want to protect her beautiful energy and and her earthboundness is through us, right? As, I, as a devotee, I, I often I often compare, for good or ill, I often compare Satan to a mafia boss. And if you're in the family, you're going to be taken care of, you know. And if you show respect, you're going to be taken care of. When you're right. in the outs, it's ugly. Uh oh, he got cut out. Oh, oh! Give it, give it two minutes. He's having the California internet issue. Oh, huh. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, what a shame. Maybe he was exercised. No, I don't think it works that way. Oh, I thought you were gonna play the clip where Doctor Evil's saying it, and he's in the chair getting sick. Oh, I could get that one, but. I don't know if I learned anything from today's podcast. I think it would be holy shit. You all named Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and before he cut it, I was, was going to ask when he said the bed shaking thing. I was like, oh shit, because I used to live in an apartment where an entity would sit down at the edge of my bed, and I could feel the weight come down, and you could hear the springs creak on the mattress and shit. Yeah, it's wild, right? Yeah, because uh, I see stuff sometimes, and I don't want to, but it happens. <laughs> You might need a leap, yeah. Just get used um, to it. I actually saw, I actually saw like a advertisement for Guadandera going down the street the other day, but I was like, I'm not fluent enough in Spanish. Because <laughs> she was, you know, advertising limpias and you know the the tarot reading and stuff, but was, the whole sign was in Spanish. It's like, ah, I'm not fluent you enough to understand. English though. Yes, I saw Guadandera a long time ago in California, and she was also a masseuse, and I had a bone out of place, and she pulled my leg back in the socket. She did, oh. like, a soplada? So, so yeah, the, she, like, said that the... Because I was like, oh, my calf is hurting. She's like, no, you got this over here. And then she found, like, all this knotted-up muscle in my hamstring. She's like, I gotta, like, take this knot out before I put your bone back into place. And then she bit my knee and pulled my leg real hard. And it popped back into place. Oh, oh, it looks like EJ cut out. We lost another oh, one. no. Man, I hope he gets back. We wanted him to shield his stuff. Oh, there he goes. Is he back? Yeah. Can you hear us? Am I back? Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, sorry about that, guys. It's this It's this third world internet over here, yeah. We were so. covering for you. Oh, good, okay. I don't know. So, yeah, 
Well, we're talking about uh, separate entities. Like there's actual there's an actual consciousness versus people just thinking they're, you know, doing something symbolic or something. It's like no, you're actually taught you're actually dealing with another entity, such as Santa Muerte, such as Satan. You know. Yeah, like I totally believe that Satan does exist and everything like that. I was really excited to hear everything that you were gonna say. Like Elegua too. Like Elegua is a whole a whole body of himself and you have the the child version of him and you have the older version of him and what they do and what how they affect your life too and how you give respect to them and to those different mm -hmm. sides of him it's it's mm -hmm. all it's all a thing yeah so you know it's all yeah it's it's a great i i don't know how anybody can live without magic or without some kind of supernatural outlook that i i you yeah, know. I kind of grew up with my mother, grandmother doing the thing where she would use an egg to remove the evil eye, and whoa, and yeah. she wanted to teach that stuff to me. But my parents wouldn't let her, and then uh, I, I didn't believe in stuff for a while until I started seeing stuff like shadow people and other things. Um, but... mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I just well, find I it strange you. that like paranormal phenomenon is blatantly obvious to any person paying attention, and that. You find people that are, you know, I would call them anti-theists, not not yeah. not atheists. You right. know, the, the, the void of theism, they're they're yeah. opposed to it. I'm just like, so then, what the hell is your answer to this shit every here everywhere? I'm mm -hmm. like, it would seem to me the only way you can maintain an atheistic perspective on reality is um, by ascribing to the idea of metaphysics. Right, and you can only you can only blame the cabal and evil people to to a certain extent when you have to blame yourself for not opening your third eye and getting enlightened. Right. True, you know. And if people knew alpha meditation, if they knew how to sync both hemispheres of their brain, they would automatically see through so, so many lies, you know, uh, because these people, you know, are well versed in psychological warfare, hypnosis, etc. And when you are opening that third eye and you're doing shields and everything like that, you it, it bounces off. You can see it, you know, um, and you can see the, the through the lies. There are people there are genuine. There are people that genuinely see all these accidents, these train derailments, et cetera, and say, wow, what a coincidence all this happened at once. And there are people that are that hopelessly lost. Yeah, I see that. And I'm like, we're under attack. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, how we can are. you not see this? <laughs> they want to you be know, asleep. And, and, and so I, I just don't, um, you know, and if you're, you're a th uh, one of the great ways, in addition to like, okay, so you say Second Amendment, that's awesome too, but get get your mind in gear. Not only that, but when when you you're going to need a strong mind for what you're all going to see coming up too. You're going to see horrors. You know, you talked about um, cannibalism going mainstream. Yeah, very, very much so. And there, you actually see a lot of it already. Yeah. Um, thanks to the cartels. Cause I think uh, a friend of mine was saying that he thinks that they're trying to resurrect Aztec gods, like we Petli and stuff like that with all well, the and also, and all that yeah. other stuff. And and that too though is history repeating itself. Look at the Hall of the Moor, you know, in in oh. in Ukraine of all places in Eastern yes. Europe and everything. 
and you know, and when people are resorting, and, and that's kind of more of the cannibalism I saw. It wasn't wasn't like satanic ritual. It was like people trying to fucking survive. It's like they're eating each other. Well, you know, we've had that over the past few years with the BLM riots. Like a lot of what happened there resembles the night of glass just being stretched out over a fucking whole summer. Mm-hmm. And no one knows about yeah. that one either. I'm like, that was a fun one. And what else do you call that besides cannibalizing your own society? Yeah, well, of course, I'm talking literally eating the flesh. You know what I mean? These people literally eating each other. Um, oh, it, that's... Well, gonna yeah, 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 I'll, yeah. I was talking about cannibalism, like, you know, zombie shit, you know? Like... Oh. Yeah. Like The Last of Us. Amazing. So, EJ, I'd like to thank you very much for coming out to our show. It has been a great joy having you on. Um, well, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, so, where can our where can our followers find you? Like, uh, where's your social media? What services do you offer? Do you like have a book so, or anything like that? So it's wicked easy. You just go to ejlevay.com. That's it. ejlevay.com. You scroll down all my social media, my contact information, my friggin' phone number. It's all there. Yeah. It's everything you need is on ejlevay.com. Um and. If, if you have trouble navigating the website, uh, give it time and come back to it. The reason I say that is because I get a lot uh, when something, if I do a video that goes wild on TikTok, um, it will get, it will actually overwhelm my website for a little while until it comes down, until the traffic comes down. So if, if you had run into an issue like that, just try back. But ejlevay.com, yeah. Yeah, so your website works pretty damn well. And I like that you have terms of services. Yeah, I had those drawn up by attorneys um, because, you know, um, not that I, you know, if God forbid you say something and somebody yep. you know, takes their, yeah. unalives themselves, whatever the fuck term you're supposed to use nowadays. Yeah, um, I hate that term, uh, but I guess it's because what TikTok's uh, algorithm doesn't like algorithm. You yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to get you, I don't want to get you guys in trouble here either. Here, but which is stupid, by the way, which is Can which you is we're doing this right now. The yeah. algorithm's controlling us. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. So. And with that, so. I'm, I'm going to mute myself and play us out. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, guys. Help. Thank you, ladies. Goodbye. All right, I think he's out. Hold on. Oh. All right, I think he's out. Hold on. Oh. I think he's out. Hold on. Oh.